welcome to the Delipod with me, James Delipol. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest, but before we meet him, a quick word from our excellent sponsor. As you know, I've been advocating quite a lot recently about the positive impact a real food diet can have on your health, and I'm not about to stop. Hunter and Gather have changed the game for me, so I want to keep sharing them with you. They're an ancestrally inspired real food and supplements brand, um, simplifying optimal healthy living by making the most amazing range of products. Their range spans from excellent tasting mayonnaises and condiments, all free from refined sugar and seed oils, to cooking oils and supplements such as collagen powder, freeze-dried lamb's organs in easy-to-take capsules, and MCT oil. In addition to a 10% discount on subscription orders, which can be cancelled any time, we've teamed up with the folk at Hunter and Gather to offer you a further 10% off, which you can redeem by heading to hunterandgatherfoods.com and using the code TDP10. Enjoy. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Delling Pod, Dave Cullen, or I should probably call you Professor Dr. Dave Dave Cullen. Okay, Dave, um, I've listened to some of your stuff and and I was struck. I hope you'll consider this a compliment. I thought this guy is kind of the American James. Yes, that's that's a compliment. That's a kind of filter free any topic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you before we started, you named two of my favorite topics. That, that, I mean, we could talk about anything, but I think actually Ukraine and finance are pretty good right. subjects for a, an hour and a half uh, podcast. But before we go on, tell me a bit about yourself. I mean, I know you're a chemistry professor and I know you're you're at Cornell. What, so my first question to you is how the hell have you not been fired? For your, for your um, views, I've been canceled. Um, I, I would be tough to fire for starters. I, I also let me give Cornell credit. I'm, I'm not sure they have any interest in firing me. So um, I actually am pretty oh. proud and fond of our administration in general. Uh, there's a couple who are losers, but um, but I'd say in general I like Cornell's administration. I think they're pretty good with free speech. They get bad press sometimes. I don't quite understand. It could be we have an uh, you know, like what's that um, uh, campus reform has has people on campuses who tell horror stories. And w- we might have an active couple of reporters on campus. So Cornell's getting some press. But I, generally, I say Cornell does pretty well. Um, we've got some wokey shit going on. Right? I was, I was, well, I, I, I don't see how you can escape that. But, but perhaps I'm sort of... Um, confusing you or or assuming that all universities are the same i mean columbia which is the other sort of new york university is really really bad isn't it it's the kind of part of it's being in the city so we're out in the burbs right we're we're out i if i turn my camera around you know i i live on a lake i have a house that hangs off a hundred foot cliff looking west over kegel lake it's very idyllic it's an extraordinary, and it's not wow. that expensive. I mean, I, I wrote a pretty good sized check to get it, but it's you know the this this house in uh, someplace like in California, hanging off the coast, would be a twenty million dollar house. It's uh, it's a tiny tiny fraction of that here. So, 
And and do you get sort of uh, bears and, uh, and deer? deer. And oh my and god, yes! In fact, driving down from the main road down the windy, cult, you know, hairpin curve covered road to the lake, um, you can't drive down without seeing a deer. But the, the bear, bears, I think, are sort of not too far away. But I've never seen one, so. And what sort of people? What is there a sort of character to Cornell? I mean, apart oh, yeah. from being an um, idyllic spot, because it's idyllic. If you think about how you build a department or a university, you scour the globe for the most talented people you can possibly find. And so, academic chemists, for example, tend to be absolute top of the food chain. There, there are real talent who go off to pharma, but but if you go to Harvard or someplace like that, the elite grad students seem to want to go into academia a lot often and so you scour the globe you try to find the very best people you put them all together in one building it's kind of a formula for disaster because because in theory you have uh, all these egomaniacal crazies all trying to step on each other to get to the top and, and there are departments that are very much like that but but cornell chemistry is no way like that um we applied the no asshole rule which is if we detect the asshole um we won't make them a job mm -hmm. offer and and so uh, I think that stems from the fact that we're kind of in the in the country and the people who are here chose to be here because of environment. And I think that's a person who marches to a slightly different drummer. And am I right in thinking? I mean, this is I, I, I know nothing about about I don't chemistry. either. But, um, but, <laughs> but I would imagine that it's one of the few scientific endeavors which has not been tainted by yeah, by woke by <laughs> uh, no uh, for example no. you know naming names is a problem but I think MIT's been absorbed pretty good I I'm told that MIT's um, we're in an era now that will pass right uh, this this whole woke period is is it's a passing phase it's like raising a teenage right do you have kids do you have so, so, yeah, so you yeah, don't sure. spend your time trying to fix them because in, a, in two weeks they'll be different anyway. So you just kind of hang out by your nails. And this woke stuff will go away because it's tiresome and, and it's not supported by most people. If, if you actually, I think if you did an anonymous poll, you'd find that most people are repulsed by it. And, uh, and so it will go away. Yeah. The departments, I think, are going to make a mistake are the ones who are going to hyper-react to it and hire people who are not competent to check some box. And, 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 you know, we, we, we find tremendous numbers of highly qualified women to hire. We don't need to check a box. Um, but I think the ones who, who hire, you know, gender only and, and will, will lower the bar to, to, to do it, which we won't. Um, yeah. then the, they'll look up 20 years from now and have a meatball. And and no one will be giving them credits for having hired a woman twenty years back, because that will be history. That'll be ancient history. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I'm I'm obviously with you. With you on woke, it is a kind of it's a well. I mean, I I, I think actually woke was 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 designed to distract us from the much worse I, things I think that it's going an on in the world. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like. The culture. I used to play the culture wars game, and I, I used to probably even write articles about 
you know, how annoying it was that such and such a Cambridge college was handing back the bus that had been presented it to. It had been looted from Benin in, in, the, in the 1880s and that, you know, or, or, or colleges going against their benefactors' wishes. Well, see, I still by, write by about that. Blah, I still, blah, blah. No, I still it's write about it because of the human folly component. So I love writing about human folly. And so if I can write about it and mm. laugh and blow a snot bubble, and if I can present it in a way, one of the best compliments I ever got, and I think it was in a section of my writings where I tell a news story and then I put in a wisecrack. Um, someone said, your responses are as good as Norm MacDonald's. And I said, holy cow, that is about as good a praise as you can get. And so I, I, I for example, this year I wrote about... Um, Leah Thomas, who won the NCAA swimming championship as a transgender. So, so what I did was, is I wrote about how wonderful it was because she had suffered a crushing defeat. Where is she at? Yale? I can't Yale or Penn, one of the two, from, from the transgender at the other school. And she rallied back to win. And then I, I showed a picture of the, the two girls who took silver and bronze. And then I wrote about the psychology of silver medalists and said, silver medalists are the least happy. Bronze is happy to be getting a medal. So gold won. The silver medalist is, is the most disappointed because they were so close. And, and, and you can see the picture. And these two girls are just absolutely radiating rep repulsion to the fact they got beat by a, a dude. And, um, and, uh, and, and, and I said, Therefore, the silver medalists um, really more than ever before are not happy. So I criticize the female, uh, the female sports complex because we work so hard to get women's sports into place. And now we're letting someone destroy it for some politically motivated activist move that doesn't look benign. It doesn't look like just stupidity. It looks more, more sinister to me. And, and, and where are all yeah. these women who know what it's like to get up at five in the morning and swim laps for three hours and then go to school and then swim laps after school and then get beat by some, some guy? I, I, I just don't understand where the women are. Why aren't they speaking up for sports? Women's sports. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, with you on all this, Dave. But the thing is, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a particularly right? great fisherman, but it seems to me that fighting the culture wars is a bit like going out in a boat and shoving loads of loads of of ground bait down and and and, and the fish all come and you just sort of heave them out of the water with it with, with a net you know it's not like it's not like fly fishing it's kind of cheating because the, the targets are so obvious and they are obvious yes. by design we can all see the outrageous absurdity and write eloquently about it and, 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 and bitterly about it or whatever about the absurdity of this, this, this thing, which is obviously a man dressed as a woman winning races, killing, killing female sport, which is the, which is the thing that the, simultaneously we're invited to celebrate all right. the sodding time. Like, I mean, in, in the UK now, for example, the BBC will say that the woman's sorry, They'll say England has won the World Cup uh, in football. And you think, wow, that's interesting. England's, you know, that, the, what, the first time since 1966. But no, it's not England, the men's team, the only team that counts. I mean, if you cared about this thing. It's the, I'm not touching it's that the one. Team. <laughs> so it's, we, we, we get completely um, gas, 
gaslit, gaslighted into into the, this crazy world. But it, what I've noticed is that the journalists who've really gone big on on fighting woke, fighting pronouns, fighting writing these articles are also the journalists who completely shit the bed when it came to things right. like COVID, right. the war in Ukraine. You know, it's it's their get out clause. It's like, look at me. I'm fighting this craziness that makes you angry. And and look, I'm I'm really outspoken about it. I can be really brave about the absurdity of 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 women winning races, you know, winning winning swimming races when they're obviously men. Um, and I'm not saying it's not it's not annoying, but Ukraine and and the the, the new world order destroying us, you know, the collapse of the global economy. Yeah. This is the real stuff. That yeah, is so, just so, a distraction. Again, um, what started about writing about human folly, the human folly got too serious. And and so and and yeah. I've challenged people, I said, name a mainstream narrative that you actually believe, and which you couldn't basically blow up with a few unfortunate facts. And, and you, have, you think about it and you go, boy, there isn't one, whether it's a laptop or whether it's an election. I actually think the elections were rigged pretty profoundly. And, and the logic is simple. Besides the fact I think there's evidence, but you can ignore the evidence. What you can look at is the fact that the, 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 the political complex, both sides, both parties did not want Trump near that office again, right? Neither the Republicans nor the, I challenge people, name a Republican who you could bet your life on actually supports Trump, not just tied their wagon to him, but really supports him, really would take a bullet for him sort of thing. And, and I don't think you could name one confidently. And it's certainly not, you know, the leaders like Mitch McConnell, stuff like that. And so, so, so then the question is, so they, they went at him as hard as they could with everything imaginable for four years and then forgot to rig the election? I don't think so. So, so I can ignore all the facts and just right. say there's no way they let that election go by. No chance. By the way, um, you asked yes. me about myself before we started. And I must, I must confess, I, I felt slightly embarrassed about this. But my real journey down the rabbit hole, my real wake-up moment was the stolen oh, election. Something which which I look, look, look back on now was just a kind mm -hmm. of a peripheral mm -hmm. thing, you know, just like nothing compared with the things I've discovered since. But it was, it, you know how b before one, one makes the heroic journey mm -hmm. down the rabbit hole and you discover that the world is so completely the, so the not rabbit like we've been told plural, it was. Yeah. yeah, the rabbit, the, the rabbit holes. But you need a kind of a mm -hmm. traumatic event, really, to force mm -hmm. you into there, making there's that, one eye opener. That, that there's journey. one that you, you catches know, your attention. I was talking to um, yeah. one of the COVID battlers, the one of the lockdown battlers yesterday. I'm going to name his name because I'm going to plug his book, and that is uh, a guy named Aaron Cariotti. And and I've written 200 pages on COVID, and I've I've read thousand hours easily on COVID right from the very beginning, right from when the virus was first showing up. I was starting to talk to biochemists, trying to understand it. I started reading immunology the summer before, just by chance. I have a degree in genetics as an undergrad, which is very much old and stale. But, um, and I'm talking to Aaron 
by DM on Twitter. And Aaron wrote this brilliant book, which I can't tell you the title because I do audiobooks, so I don't ever see the title. Um, but it's Cariati, K-H-E-R-I-A-T-Y. And I've read so much, and it was still a good book. I just finished it. And he, he sort of expresses our rage. He expresses, um, he expresses, he goes deeply into the philosophies that, that have led to the problem. So it's a very, very thoughtful book. And I asked him, I said, were you predisposed to go down these rabbit holes? Because he hit every last one of them. He hit every one of them. And uh, I said, or did you hit them like a, a freight train in COVID, during COVID? Because he was, he was tooling along at UC Irvine's medical school and actually running their COVID response. And then all of a sudden, yeah, the story just oh, started really? to not make sense. And pretty soon he was a New World Order, you know, opponent and everything. The entire, you know, darkest, all the COVID guys, all the guys who went to the front line of the COVID battle have all gone ultra dark, ultra dark. You know, super left-wing liberals who are now buying guns and things like that. It's a real crazy world. And he said yeah. he was predisposed to the extent that, um, to the extent that he knew the system had problems. But he said COVID was a, a real shock to him. And now here's the problem. He'll never be the same again. He, he will not ever be the same. So, so my trip down rabbit hole started years ago. And I think the first one was when I, when I was a freshman, I saw a talk by uh, Mark Lane, who was Oswald's lawyer. And I don't remember much about it because I really wasn't ready to, to understand it. But I, the one thing I remember is, is that he said Oswald didn't do it. And he said he was hired by the Kennedys to defend him. And Mark Lane was one of these famous lawyers. And I go, holy Jesus, right? So, so the Kennedy assassination tells you weird things can happen. Everyone seems to accept it. And they said, oh, but they're not happening now. It's like, well, that's a stupid conclusion, right? <laughs> so then I, I just naturally went on rabbit holes. When I, I, I look at finance... Part of my background in chemistry that helps is I went into an area that was complex as hell. No one had really dug into it correctly, in my opinion. I was told I couldn't understand it. I was, some people thought they did understand it. And, uh, and by, after 40 years, we found that pretty much everything that people used to say is not correct in some way. Sometimes it's profoundly wrong. And sometimes they're wrong, but it's not embarrassingly wrong, but they are wrong. And, and it makes, it's made it fun, right? If every paper you write says, oh, by the way, this was fucked up too, right? Nobel Prize winning thing is not right, you know, and we've done that. Um, yeah. Then I can also stare at 12 central bankers who all agree and say, I think you guys are wrong. And it's not that I necessarily believe I know more than them, but I have complete lack of faith and credentialed expertise. And it's not, a, it wasn't a darkness. Yeah. It was, it was something I kind of reveled in. I enjoyed, but then it, it's become a darkness because now, now the stakes are getting so high with inflation boxed in by bank runs and things like that. Now, now we're playing hardball and, and how they respond is going to be so profoundly important. And, and not even obvious what the best response is. But so I started reading about economics mid 90s. And the complexity was such an attraction to me. And the, the gaggle of idiots was such an attraction to me. 
But yeah. Can I can I pick you up on that point? I, I mean, you, what what their response is going to be? Surely it's going to be the worst response because this is by design. It's not like the, these guys are trying to save the global economy. These guys are deliberately trying to destroy the financial system in order to hide what they've been doing since 1913, since the since the Federal Reserve bankers started looting the you know devaluing the dollar and and skimming off the off of the the proceeds i mean they're all they're all crooks yeah, they're here, all let me in make it. a counter argument that that's that doesn't disagree with that but it adds sort of a another layer and that is um they want the system to keep going so volcker for example is viewed as everyone's hero because he 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 slayed double digit inflation you can make an argument that's not true and it's not a crazy argument the argument being that that at the moment that that Volcker was hammering the interest the, the 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 credit markets with high interest rates, that was when the Chinese started flooding the world with cheap labor. Russia started flooding the world with with cheap resources. U.S. demographics were just kicking into gear. We were going from super super low valuations. We were be, about to begin a march. People don't know this. Um, the valuations of equity markets have risen annualized 3% a year. The valuations have risen 3% a year. That's an unbelievable tailwind. And if we do that for the next 40 years in reverse, negative 3% a year for the next 40 years to get to do the round trip, then, then that's going to be a headwind of unimagined proportions. And so Volcker was both working for the so-called deep state, deep bank, deep street, I like to call it actually, um, but also that involves saving the system, right? And I think it's possible that Powell faces mm -hmm. the same thing. So I think it's possible that Powell as an elderly gentleman is going, okay, I have a choice. I can either do what I'm told and save the banks garishly, save the equity markets garishly, or I can join Volcker in the pantheon of central bankers, and do the hard thing. And the hard thing will be what he's been promising to do, inflict pain. And he said it so many times in so many direct ways. And the other day, for example, he was being drilled by the rocket surgeon of rocket surgeons in Congress, Rashid Talib, right, whose who's, who's double-digit IQ is not near the triple digits, best I can tell. Um, she was drilling him about um, about how him hiking up rates would make it hard for the government to fund itself, right? And this is an absolutely clear problem. And he said, that's not my job. And I, that, should that should have slaughtered the markets. If people didn't hear that, they just didn't hear it. When he says, it's not my problem, helping the government fund it. I, I've been saying, and I, and I wrote this last year, Powell is trying to tighten while Congress is fighting it tooth and nail, spending money like, like drunken sailors. Powell's got to be looking at Congress and saying, you guys are not helping me. You're not my friend. I'm trying to solve a problem here. And you just keep passing spending bills and giving money to Ukraine and giving, giving you know, ESG shit money. And we can talk about climate change, which is one of my favorite topics to shit all over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My two. It's it's funny. So, uh, for the benefit of um, people who don't follow American economic affairs, Jer Jerome Powell is the current head of the mm -hmm. Federal Reserve. Yeah, who 
you're the funny enough you're the second podcast guest to have have, have come out in favor well that, of that, that it's not a done deal that the, he's going to be our friend in the way most people think well of but, course he's not your friend he's he, nobody's he, friend he also he um he, he they think he's going to pivot as soon as it gets painful and i'm going no he, he promised pain he promised pain so so get ready for pain so pain, pain means what? He's not going to try and inflate out of, I mean, not the hyperinflate out of well, trouble. Hyper, he's going to hyperinflate what? out of cutting. trouble is a paradox in its own right, right? If you hyperinflate, you are not out of trouble. Oh, hang on. Oh, I'm sorry. Boy, I'm doing, I'm doing a podcast. I have to call you back. Lots of love. Um, so, so if he hyperinflates, then we're in deep trouble because that shreds the fabric of society, right? Yeah, well, Kids I own a lot of gold. Um, yeah, people own five yeah, percent yeah. gold as insurance policy. That's like having a ten thousand dollar life insurance policy. It'll pay for the funeral. Um, it's like having what's that quote I used when you're uh, uh, you'll have enough gas. You're flying at fifty thousand feet, right? You're way above fair value, and uh, you, you, the one thing you know for sure is you have enough gas to get to the crash site. Um, <laughs> Oh well, well, actually, out of interest, what what is your optimal percentage of of, of total um, assets that should be allocated well, to gold um, and silver? I don't know what optimal is. I can tell you that if you if you add up all my assets, um, we're talking in a, before the podcast about my house, which is three times more expensive than I need. It's life changing. I mean, I could show you a picture, and it's just it's just yeah. a a utopian existence and i didn't think i cared i thought yeah give me a give me a pot or something i could throw a bed in the back i don't care i could live like a dirt ball but but we stare west over Cuga lake hanging off a hundred foot cliff and it's just idyllic and we sit there with our laptops late at night and listen to the sounds of the lake and and so 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 i Being so smug. i have yeah, to I, consider that, that as a as an investment because it, it costs three times the house i moved from to get into it so so it's it's also, the hordes cannot, they can That's only right. attack on three That's sides. Right. That's right. In so fact, the, when the, I got canceled, um, I slept with loaded shotguns and I had knives in every room in case I got cornered. And, uh, and I was, I, the problem was, was during the George Floyd riots, we we're all locked down, but I didn't know if Antifa would show up. And so I was ready to say, okay, you know, you're going to take me to the light, but you're coming with me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I envy you that option that you have in America to, to, to go down right. guns blazing. Because we've, well, we've it's had not pretty optimum, much all our guns right. constantly. It's not the optimum answer, but I know. Well, nothing's optimal I mean, in, these, yeah, I in, know, these, I in these end times. I'm, Come on. I'm, I'm not, I don't think you can hedge against the worst case scenario. I think you can drive yourself nuts trying to. I know guys, you know, 10 years of freeze-dried food. And I go, no, I... I my hedge for that is 30 Valiums, you know, just down, down them and say, screw it. It's yeah. been good. But I, I don't look good in a purple Mohawk. I don't want to drive around in a truck with flames coming out the back. It just doesn't. Mel Gibson's role in Road Warrior just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. No, it's Mad shit, Max. It? Mad Max. We don't like, want that. We, we, we don't I'm not going to do it. And so um, in any event, though, you got to survive brief rough period. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So oh, gold allocation. Uh, gold, what, what I'm probably ballpark thirty percent. Got a lot of got a lot of cash equivalents. Yeah. Um, a lot of 
sort of that seems reasonable zero to, to two-year treasury, um, some insured CDs, you know, uh, which I'm hope, hoping will hold up. Um, and and I'm not in crypto you, you because in crypto? I think I, I believe they're going to have to do a battle against the state. I, I think I don't think cryptos. I don't think the maximalists. I think are not right. I, I've had I've been so many podcasts with crypto guys. So the elite crypto guys want to convert me for some reason. It's it's like they show up at my door with a Bible under their arm, and I'm sympathetic to them. I'm totally sympathetic, but many of them do not understand the basic principles of markets, and they somehow think that you know why would crypto ever go you know down here and you go. Because that's what happens, right? That's just so. I think the state capital S will at some point go against crypto, or they'll absorb it, normalize it, and then it's no longer good, right? I, so, so at some yeah. point, people say, "Well, what what price?" I go, "It's not about a price." I I said no to crypto at ten dollars. So I, and and I don't lose sleep because I would have sold yeah. it at fifty dollars and spent the profits on therapy, right? So. <laughs> So there'll yeah. be a, there might be a okay. moment in time though uh, where I go yeah. okay it's time I'm gonna buy crypto now but it's also complicated enough and I say now people say oh it's really easy no 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 I I like real I don't want to sit there and wonder about my keys and about who's got the crypto and my wallet I, it's just I, I I I don't need it right now yeah so going going back to the 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 Fed. And and you so say you you're we don't want to want to sort of make predictions, but your sort of feeling is that actually we might get a sort of I, I won't tightening. be shocked if he hikes rates again, for example. And I think he has to actually. I think he feels he'll have to because I don't think he wants to show weakness right now. So I think he's going to hike rates. Right. I think he might even right. say, look, this is not about rates. This is about a bad bank. Now, they're, they're painting SVB as a bad bank. And I, I've been arguing on Twitter. And people say, well, you know, they didn't hedge. And I go, you know, the hedging's a scam. So Citigroup in 08 said, we're hedged. I go, who, by the Klingon Empire? Who's hedging you? Right? So the banking system can't be hedged. The counterparty risk is always going to be there. Right? If, 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 uh, you know, if SVB went down two hundred billion. That's an awful lot to lose. Whoever would whoever hedged that would would be insolvent fast if they if if it wasn't distributed really well. And we start losing banks. We got insolvencies everywhere. So so you can the um, leverage and risk and stuff is like the bathtub ring and the cat in the hat. It, it moves all over the place. But it's hard to get rid of. Yeah, I, I I don't buy the obviously I don't buy nor I'm sure do you the the main I, the I official like narrative. I on, think I think SVB, on SVB they made some fundamental mistakes, but to criticize them for owning treasuries, well they had to. They had well, to. People say no, they could have done this and that. I go owning treasuries six months ago. If someone said, "Oh, you're an idiot for owning treasuries," that's unsafe. I, there's an absurdity to the world when owning treasuries is unsafe. What it represents is uh, that the Fed driving rates down to zero made it uh, unable to run a bank. It made it impossible to run a bank. Yeah. Yeah. But I think oh, this yeah, is yeah, by yeah, design, yeah. Dave. 
I think that, like, I mean, you know, I, I was listening to a pod this morning um, and somebody was suggesting that the person responsible for starting the run on, on, oh, well, I was uh, Peter, Peter Thiel, Peter too, Thiel. yeah. Well, they might be talking to each other, but Peter Thiel sent out a message to his friends, this bank's not safe. When, when you get an email from Peter yeah, Thiel says exactly. your bank's not safe and it's in Silicon Valley, you get the hell out. And then, so I think yeah. what we will do is we will look up a year from now and we will have many less banks and the bigger banks will be bigger. And, and this will be a classic case of a hostile takeover. I look at, for example, the COVID lockdown. You say, oh, it's about money. I go, yeah, what it also did was it was a complete hostile takeover every mom and pop shop in, in the world. And, yes, and, and you know, you can open Walmart, but you can't open Linda's Diner. What's that all about? Right. I, it just it just it. it so it, it turned it corporatized the entire globe. Profoundly. OK, let's let's get let's go big picture. What do you think is happening? What What is the overall game plan and who is doing this stuff? Well. Um, I'm in a doctor Zoom group that's had all the famous COVID battlers, COVID vaccine, ivermectin battlers, that you name it, McCullough, Malone, they've all been through it, or some of them are in it, Ryan called the whole enchilada, Bobby Kennedy, um, come, go, have passed through it. One of the guys in there is a, is a former NSA analyst. And, uh, and someone said, who's the they? Who is this day? Because, you know, we know the World Economic Forum is this garish operation that doesn't try to hide the fact that it's got the most fucked up ideas on the planet, right? It's, it's, so, so, so that can't be the story. So Klaus Schwab is some front to keep us talking. Klaus, Klaus Schwab will be... Sure. I yeah, mean, the yeah, German yeah. accent. Pe it's, Petting it's, his it's, white he's a cartoon villain. His, his Star Trek outfits and writing books that say nothing and stuff like that. So, but, but they say stuff that's bizarre. And Yuval Harari's books, in my opinion, I'm one of the few people who think his books suck. Um, Edwin rants about sapiens and homo deus and stuff. And I read them both. And I go, they weren't that good. And, um, and uh, so it's, it's not simple. I've yet to run into someone who has convinced me they understand. And so there's this, there's, there's like Tom Luongo, who you should have on a podcast if you haven't had him. Uh, no, he was the guy who was defending Jerome uh, Powell. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's the guy you were talking to? He was okay. the other, other guy. Um, he's yeah, yeah. pretty good. He has this Davos versus U.S. banks model. The problem yeah. with Tom's model, Tom is so smart and so thoroughly based in sort of facts. Um, but we're all smart enough that with enough facts, we can build a model that's robust enough that we can hang everything else upon it without ruining the model. And it doesn't mean the model's right. So it's like a Christmas tree that's robust. You just keep hanging ornaments off it. And so, so we all have our models and it's, it's very hard to knock yourself and say, ah, my model was all wrong, right? That's hard to do. So his, his model's interesting. Um, I've been doing multiple way podcasts with Tom quite a bit with this guy, Tommy Kerrigan, who's entertaining. Um, and, uh, and, uh, so there could be a U.S. banking system versus Davos brawl going on. Could be China, Russia, you know, versus U.S. The Dav the, the, the World Economic Forum appears to have as its base case, uh, toppling the U.S. hegemon. Right. So if you believe in 
a new world order that's not sovereign based. So if we, we went from monarchy to sovereign state to, to what? And if you want to get to a non-sovereign state-based system, absolutely positively, the first thing you got to do is knock out the U.S. Because we are, we are the, the country that can project militarily globally. This is a sort of a Peter Zihon model, right? So Peter Zihon, who I have a mixed emotion about, but I, he's got some really good stuff and he's got some opinions I don't buy. But, but his, his, he points out that the U.S. is the only country that can project globally, that, you know, complete circumnavigate the globe militarily, and that it has allowed us to globalize. It's allowed oil to be shipped from anywhere. It's allowed goods to be shipped from anywhere because no one dares do anything because we will kick the crap out of them. Now, we quit projecting. We That's keep projecting. We stop projecting power. The high seas go back to, you know, Barbary pirates. So, so that gets, right. I'm anti-war, but, but that, that makes, that gives me pause. The, the, my problem with that analysis is that it half imagines the U.S. to be well, the no, kind of good Well, no, it's just the U.S. Guy. being self-serving. And it happens yeah. to work pretty yeah, think, well for you, globalization. It happens to play into that. It it, it has done. It 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 has done. It, it, well, it's yeah. It's it's certainly worked well for the interests of the of the kind of the the the, the predator class. I would call so, them. So who, who, who else is there? Hasn't served <laughs> right? the. That's the that's the problem. Well, right. I mean, it's not like the Roman. Yeah, the Roman it hasn't served the American people. Care, right? The only reason they care about the little guy is when the little guy, instead of shooting laterally, starts shooting vertically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was ever thus. So so then you've got. I mean, have you have you ever thought that that there might be a sort of continuation, um, sort of blood lineage if you like between the people who ruled the world in roman times and the people who sort of ran the venetian empire yes and the yes uh, here's an i was talking to um this is just an introductory observation i was talking to one of the uh, covid battlers who happens to be the remdesivir fighter so everyone like everyone picked their topic to go after you got any doubt going after you know all cause deaths and stuff like that right I knew Eddie for years before yeah. that, by the way. Um, and you keep him on the phone long enough, and they, 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 the guard drops. And he said, he, said, uh, he said, you really want to know who I think China's opposing? And I said, who? And he said, the Catholic Church. My first thought was, really? But then I thought about it, and I go, you know, the Catholic Church, in theory at least, has been amassing power for 2,000 years. Its resources are sufficiently... Yeah. Broadly based, that if I look down into the Valley of Ithaca, I can see real estate owned by the by the Catholic Church. And so I'm not talking Catholicism, the religion. I'm talking Catholicism, the geopolitical entity. I'm talking Catholicism, the 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 uh, the uh, the asset based thing, whatever that is. Whoever owns this shit, like if there's a church downtown and they sell the church, who gets the money? Right? Where's it go? Um whatever that organization is. And so it's conceivable that underneath, at the very bottom layer, I'm just throwing this out for laughs, 
but the bottom layer could be the Catholic Church, right? It could be they own a third of the world. I don't know. I, I just don't know. And there have been some funny movements where the Vatican started calling money back into the Vatican Bank, but they were not big sums of money. So, but I know there's big sums of money. The Medici's, right? Where did the Medici money go? Where did the Rothschild money go? This, right? You mentioned the yeah, Rothschild. Yeah. You get to accused of being a Jew hater. I'm going, no, no, they're just a banking empire and they happen to be Jewish. If, if, if you think I'm going to ignore yeah, the Rothschilds because well, they're Jewish for being accused of being anti-Semitic, you can bite me, right? Or, I, I don't care. I just, the Rothschilds were a banking empire. If well, they're they not even Jewish are, either, right? No, they're if not they even probably, are Jewish. Right? Because they marry. Some of these guys are banging infidels and whatever else, right? I mean, this is the thing. It, it, it does get it. It does get really, really difficult because I mean, I have obviously when you spend time down the rabbit hole, you get people who get really, really angry when you suggest that it is not the Jews who are responsible for everything. Because you know, I mean, I I, I get it. I get the point up to up to a point. Yeah. You know, they run Hollywood. They run the entertainment industry. Um, you know, you look at the look at the credits. Look at the production credits. Look at look who's who are the producers. They've all got Jewish names. Uh, same with you know. Look look at the names of the, of the, of the big banks, people who own the federal. When you're talking about Kanye West's big blunder, he said, "There's two words you never put together: the and Jews." <laughs> and I've got that. That's really funny. <laughs> so the bottom line is what millennia ago when lending money was considered dirty and immoral someone said oh let the jews do it the jews being smarter than shit said uh yeah, we're okay with that <laughs> right and they built empires right and they also and i hate to use it because it sounds very secular it sounds very uh stereotypical but i i believe and i'm an i'm an atheist but not not i recognize the merits of religion and I think they're being underestimated, but I'm myself not religious. So I've defended religion vehemently, but I'm not religious. Um, but, but, but I also think that, they, that, that in general, they tend to stay within the tribe more than most religions. So I think a Catholic marrying outside Catholicism is nowhere near as hard as a Jew marrying outside the Jewish faith, right? And, and so I think they've attempted to preserve their way of life. And that, therefore... Um, keeps keeps somewhat of a target on them, right? Yeah, I, I, well, look, I mean, my my own kind of get out of jail free on that score because because it does get you into a lot of trouble. Is I at the moment, and I'm not, I'm I'm always learning. I think that the world is run by competing mafia right, gangs. Right, so I think that's right. You've got. The, the Jewish mafia. Who yeah, Meyer, Meyer I, by Lansky. the way, I'm not even right. sure that they exactly. Well, yeah. Well, there's there's, there's that, but also there's. The, the, I mean, when you go really down the rabbit hole, there is the question of are they actually Jewish in the sense of are they descendants of the of the twelve tribes of Israel? No, they're not. I mean, a lot of these people they are actually the descendants of of the Kazarians who converted en masse to Judaism in the ninth or uh, eighth or ninth centuries. So they so they do not have the matri matrilineal connection with with the, the tribes of Israel. So it gets really complicated. You know who is a, who is a Jew who's not a Jew, and then it, and, and you look at the right. the black nobility, that which are the, which are the, the royal families and and right. the the aristocracy of the world. Well, they're not all Jewish, and yet probably they go back to the Romans and the Venetians and so on. So I don't. 
And you mentioned the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is not That's Jewish. That's my understanding. Almost by yeah. definition. But, but I'm, I'm not yeah. knowledgeable uh, enough to be anti-Semitic. So for me to say the Jews requires I understand this and I don't understand this stuff. So, you know, I read Neil Ferguson's book years ago on the Rothschilds. And I came to the conclusion that he thought that the power had dissipated. That was. Well, I think well, that's and, and then, think and then more recently, I've read about, you know, sort of Rothschild empire derived power structures. And I'm going, OK, so probably not. When you think, look, when you think that that that, um, in the aftermath of the Battle of right. Waterloo, whichever whichever Rothschild it was, the one who Nathan sent the or message Mayor right. or, or, or whatever, he had eighty percent of the entire UK <laughs> stock market. I think you you don't I, fritter that away on kind of. No, gambling. I don't mean dissipated. Well, that's that, 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 dissipated that is, by that the infinitely a, branching tree. I, yeah, I, I don't know, but rubbish. I can imagine being yeah. rubbish. I, I, I just ru think, look, so, so, so you've got, we know the right. history of the Federal Reserve. We know the names of the families. I mean, well, I've, uh, I'm assuming Rockefeller was one of them. But these guys are not Jewish, Morgan, right? Right. No, well, well exa exactly. So I, I don't think Rockefeller is Jewish. So I think it's a, this is a, a sterile conversation um, in, in the sense that, that we don't know. It cannot all be the Jews, they're, they're just one facet of it. Um, nevertheless, there is undoubtedly, that the, the world is run by genuinely right. evil people who loathe and despise us, who treat us like, who mm -hmm. view us like cattle, and they are currently destroying us in, in myriad ways through the, through the pharma system, through the food supplies, by spraying are you, are you up on the chemtrail chem story i don't buy but if you look at what's going on in the food production world it's certainly someone's sabotaging it and I, i've become increasingly concerned yeah, about gmos which two years ago i would i didn't give any credibility to at all and and i'm increasingly aware thinking that maybe that could be where allergies and stuff are coming from and stuff like that Right. Oh, so, totally. But I don't. So, I don't know. Um, so I've done. So, so I've done my homework on things like climate change, and and I think it's total crap. And and the GMOs, I'm I'm just now generally disbelieving narratives, and so I'm generally willing to entertain. You guys like Nassim Taleb, who's a smart bastard, truly detests GMOs, right? And so I, I've got to give Nassim, who one time gave me a two-hour tutorial on the Middle East, which had zero effect on my understanding. Um, but so, so every narrative you and I both know seems like it's full of crap. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I have this theory that the more we are told something is true by the mainstream, the more, the more it, is, fact it is likely to be the more true. That fact, thing being fact-checked, right? The direct proportionality. Definitely. Um, yeah, I was going to mention briefly about, about the GMO because because I, I, I too was, you know, I, I read a book about climate change, actually. I, I, um, I mean, I'm totally with you on climate change. It is an absolute, it is the, well, I say, I was going to say it's the biggest scam, but actually I think now the whole COVID uh, the nonsense is the biggest scam. Climate Before that. It's not going to go away because you can always talk about what will happen in 100 years. That goes on ad infinitum. Yeah, They're talking well, about true. 150 trillion dollars. They're talking about these are big numbers. So I think climate change is actually worse than COVID. 
It's certainly their um, their Siegfried line when 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 the previous things have collapsed. It, it, it is it is the 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 thing. That, yes, no, you're right. It's 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 sturdy, it's reliable. Go it's got dragon's it's, teeth. It's like... There's no way that 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 the, the forces are going to penetrate that. Well, you the, just these, you just can't. I mean, you can make all and... the arguments you want. I've given talks on climate change, and no one's ever said I think you talk crap. But somehow it it doesn't seem to no. penetrate. On the other hand, I think of you know if I go out on Twitter and I do a poll, if you and I did a joint poll, we could we go out and co-author a poll on on climate change. I think we'd get about a ninety percent disbelief, but that doesn't matter. And that's one of my catchphrases. I say people say, "Well, you know, Oswald didn't kill Kennedy." I go, "So what? What are the consequences of that knowledge?" And so climate change is fake. So what? They're still going to do it. They're still going to spend the trillions they're still going to do the thing covid's kill people so what what are the i keep coming back to that i've noticed this this is one of the the more frightening aspects of our time i think that that it doesn't the truth doesn't doesn't matter anymore they go ahead and do it penetrate and 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 by the time yeah. there's a meme out there where it shows some guy saying something bad, it's a guy in the meme that says something like, "Oh, you know, but Hunter, uh, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop is real." And then and then the woman below it's got this horrified look on her face, and she's screaming and says, "Bring in COVID!" <laughs> and so as soon as we start smelling a problem, there will be a new narrative. The second we start pounding on a problem in, go, okay that one's worn out new narrative i agree it is that whatever the current thing is they want to they want to steer the npcs to the current thing just just so that i can make that point i was going to make so people don't people don't don't wonder what i was going to say about gmos which is that when i was writing my book exposing the the nonsense about climate change and the entire industry and 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 the the ideology behind the global warming industry, which has nothing to do with saving the planet, but everything to do with destroying it, actually. They loathe nature. They loathe mankind. They loathe, They hate us. They hate everything. But at the time, I was saying, but the Green Revolution saved us. You know, GMOs, Norman Borlau, blah, blah, blah. Created more blah, calories, short, short right. Created more calories, right. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, my wife gets arthritis. I get arthritis in my, you know, creaky, a, a late middle age. How old are you? Claws. How old and, are you? Um, how old are you? She was Jane, seeing uh, one of her. I'm fifty. Yeah. Yes, that is late middle age. She's not going to live to one hundred fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay. yeah. Okay. I I I I I try not to think about it too much because um, of all the all the the things right. that start going wrong. I mean, which is why. Which is why I go fox hunting in the hope that I die uh, in 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 the field, you know, on a horse before I have to yeah. succumb to these horrible wasting diseases. Um, but um, anyway, she was seeing uh, what are they called? These doctors, um, you know, like a, a real doctor, not 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 the kind of big maybe. pharma pushing. The the, the 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 ones that look after your whole physiatrist would be body a, a, anyway. Uh, Something like okay, cheapy, okay, yeah. well, a, a good one anyway. And he said, he said to her, "Why don't you try giving up bread?" And it, no, it's not, it's not even the gluten. Actually, funnily enough, what it is is the 
the, the strains of oh yes i've seen this story just recently i watched a whole documentary on the on why the modern wheat is so bad for you yes yeah very strange that's it it, it causes an inflammatory response so they've removed some key in the same way, I don't know whether you whether you uh, ever smoked in the olden weed, days, yeah. but I don't trust my brain to be able to uh, to uh, so. So I pretty much gave up. I started smoking weed in middle school, so I got a good head start, and I pretty much gave it up about the end of my junior year of high school, and said, "Okay, it's probably uh, one or whatever." Sharp. My friends were all stoners, Still. but um, uh, okay. I'll tell you something interesting about weed. It, it won't be as interesting to you as if you as it would be if you actually smoked. But a lot of the in in some ways, these are really good time for weed smokers because you, you know, I mean, it's pretty much right. legal now in America in in, in most states. Uh, in, in in Thailand, for example, I think eighteen months ago, you would have got a death sentence for possessing a certain amount of a, a, a certain quantity of weed. Now it's completely legal in thailand so all all around the world it's it's these are good time for for weed heads and you and they have all these competitions where they grow all these strains and you can go into your your shop in california or i don't know about ithaca we can, we you, can, can now it turns there, out it, it's not hard to get it in ithaca let me put it that way you go a little north but i i'm told our first weed shop has actually appeared now so they'll make a lot of money because it's anyway, filled with cut, long, there's no question Long story, long story short, what, uh, and this this has, has to do with that discussion about <coughs> genetically modified stuff. That what they what a lot of the weed you buy now is designed to completely fuck with your head. It's designed to just get you completely off your face without the sort of the beneficial sort of warm body feelings. And so what they've done is it, it exaggerates the THC content, which is yeah, the, the yeah, sort of right. head fuck element. And but the, what they've taken away is the corresponding right. CBD thing. So the CBD and the THC are the kind of the yin and the yang of the total experience, and the, which makes me think that the the the, 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 the marijuana industry is, is also controlled by big, big evil, evil because that's what they want to do. You think about it; they they want the kids to be screwed up. They don't want them to have a mellow, satisfying, rounded experience. They want to anyway. If you smoke too much weed with weed with too much thc in it you do what is known as pull a whitey you 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 go green or or, or pale and you and you have a bad time and the way to balance it out i'm told by a, a weed growing friend is to have a few drops of cbd oil on your tongue to to, to counterbalance the anyway the same effect I think is happening is, is it has, they've done something to well, the, let weed, me get, the weed thing, by the way, Alex Aronson wrote a book on weed and talked about how dangerous it was. And he got a lot of crap for it, but he went home one day and his, he, 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 he said, he said he read somewhere that weed was causing great damage. He said to his wife, who was a psychologist and he laughed about it. She said, no, that's known. He goes, what do you mean it's known? He said, oh, within the psychology world, we're aware that weed is just destroying people's fries, frying their brains. And he just didn't believe it. And he dug into it and wrote a book, Alex Berenson, the anti-vax Alex Berenson. Yeah, Alex Berenson, the, the, who cut out. I mean, he's. I, I used to be. So what do you do? Fan-ish, what do you, what do you, how do you cut like out? A, like a lot of the people who sort of rose to prominence in the in the COVID wars. He just lost it. 
reason. I can't remember why. I can't remember what the issue was. I've, okay. I've, I don't follow him anymore because I think he's. I think he's too famous. He's now. controlled the position. No, it's not even. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that. I think a lot of the names that 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 get cited have been have been steered towards prominence by the interesting. forces. Interesting. So there. So okay. So then the question is, what is Tucker Carlson? That's a really good question. In fact, it might be the, the question, question, the most important that, question in the I, world right now. It's a profound right question. I just don't... I don't well, know. Well, where are you on this one? Because I, I keep He veering. certainly touches the third rail all the time. But I also am aware that the Harlem Globetrotters could not exist without the Washington Generals to pretend to play basketball against them. And so it's possible that this... I, I, I started... I read a lot of books on neuropsychology. So one guy asked me for investment books. I said, well, investing is not about investing either. It's about a lot of topics. And, um, but I've read a lot about totalitarianism and author authoritarianism. Here, you want a great book? If you re read The True Believer? I, I, some guy told me no, to read The True me. Believer. It's about half the size of a normal book. It's an easy read, written 1953 by Eric Hoffer. It dominated my 2022 write-up because it just got into my DNA like there's no tomorrow. So I, I, you, you will not regret reading The True that. Believer. And it's about, mo it's about mob psychology and how, how movements form and what fuels them and, and what the various players are. And it's really a fascinating story. And it just holds true. As you're reading the book, you're going, oh, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. You see it all around you. And the guy, he started out homeless. The guy started out homeless. And he wrote this book and he became very prominent. But um, uh, so I recommend that. I got distracted by something. But he, I remember there's part of the book where he says, true leaders figure out where everyone wants to go and leads them there. <laughs> God, that's, that's pretty good. So, okay. um, so, so I think... That it's possible that that you know Jordan Peterson talks about this where they study lab rats playing, and and if a lab rat is not allowed to win occasionally, it will so a weaker rat, it, it will stop playing. And so so when dogs play, they they alternate the wins and the losses, even small. I've got a little Boston Terrier about this big in a Labrador, and they they play in a way where there's winners and losers moving back and forth all the time. And so the idea is, is that if you don't give, let's say our team occasional wins, we'll quit playing. Right. Oh, by the way, Jordan Peterson's a, a, a wrong one as well. He's I, part well, of the, I think the, trap. the fame does it. I worry about it doing it to me because I do so many of these goddamn podcasts and, and at some point, so is, is there some transition where you're, where you're starting to stay stuff because of your fame, not, not the stuff that, that got you the fame. You know, it's one of those, it's like, it's like journalists no. um, who cease to be willing to pressure the topics of their journalism because they're protecting their, does that happen? Um, do you, do you feel threatened? Do you, do you feel that that's a likely, um, possibility in your life i i, I don't feel that at all i, I just can't say whatever shit it. i want to it's say one of those things i might not be able to so I'm, I don't, I'm not sure that if it's happening i'm not sure i'd know it but but i do know i do know that that 
the mass percentage of the world underestimates the importance of propaganda. The, the, the average person just has no idea how much they're marinating in propaganda. So I've read lots. I went back to Edward Bernays, 1928 book on propaganda, read that. And, and, uh, and everything is propaganda, whether it's a TV commercial, whether it's your intro to your health food, which I thought was a good intro, you know, and it sounds like a good idea, but everything, but they're also selling it. So and anyone who's, Bernays worked for worked for Madison Ave, and then 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 he switched mm, over yeah, yeah. to the CIA later in life. But uh, so so yeah. I, I think the what's here's what stuns me. I, I'm marinating in scientists, and once in a while I'll bring up COVID. Now COVID is an obvious target of opportunity for a scientist just to get interested, right? Just if you're a sciencey guy, you should you should care. I have one colleague who's as deep and dark as me. I have another who I can have rational conversations with and he pays very detailed attention to the, the virus and the things that are claimed and myocarditis and why it's caused and stuff like that. Um, most of the colleagues I talk to not only don't, they don't just not, disagree, not agree with me, they're unaware of the debate. So they're unaware that the vaccine may not work. They're unaware that it might be causing deaths. They're unaware. They, they just have dismissed it somehow. I go, how can, the, how can the scientists not immediately go, oh, wow, this is fascinating. I'm going to dig into it I, I, you know, late at night in my spare time. I, they, they know nothing. If I tell them the vaccine causes you to get COVID more frequently than if you're not vaccinated. They think that's they think it's preposterous. Yeah. They don't, they've never heard this before. They've never heard about all cause mortality going up. They I, I, they've never heard of the that, that birth rates have been dropping. In Australia, they've dropped eighty yeah. percent. Eighty. Eighty. Oh, don't say that. It's too de it's too depressing, Dave. Can I can I can I sure, segue away rather cunningly back to an earlier point while continuing with this one, which is on, on, on Tucker Carlson. So I'm, I'm a Tucker fan. I hated I him, him before. I love Michael. his delivery. I, love I disliked his... him before. Right. Oh, did you? Okay. Uh, yeah, I quite like his preppiness. I quite like his, you know, um, his sassiness, um, his expressions. I love his expressions, but... I'm constant, like you, I'm constantly monitor, monitoring him for signs that he is not I, one exactly. of us, that he is actually, yeah. And the issue recently, and this, is, this may come as a shock to you, the issue that I do not trust him on, and, and where I think he's pushing, I think the whole thing about gain of function, lab leak, is a lie. It's just, it's just, it's designed to push an agenda. Uh, I, I, am I saying that viruses don't exist? Yeah, I'm agnostic about that one. I'm, I, I haven't done enough, and I haven't looked, I haven't done enough podcasts on the subject. I definitely think that we are being steered by the evil ones into getting het up about oh, and now they can in these labs that that evil Fauci is setting up via a man whose name we know called Peter Danjak in, in Ukraine and Wuhan, perhaps in cahoots with the evil Chinese. This, they've even been putting 
a bit of HIV in this thing and it's so deadly and there, and there are all these viruses everywhere. So we've got to give the, the World Health Organization more power to make the decisions to protect us from this blob, yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, we're being di distracted from the real issue, which is vaccine injury, um, the coming the collapse of the financial system, CBDCs. You, you notice how, how we're being steered in this particular direction. So that's where I don't trust Tucker. He, look, I'm sure he's right about January the 6th, but, but does it really matter? You know, it wasn't that in itself a kind of distraction. But he's, he, I, I think he's, he's been promoting so the idea January that 6th oh, is it, not it, a distraction. it snuck out of the lab. So January 6th is not a distraction. Because of the garishness in which they treated the January 6th, you know, post-January 6th uh, defendants, in a way... Oh, but do you think oh, do they're I real? think there's people in jail? Do, you see, Red well, Indian guy, whatever well, he's called, he Shaman... He, he, he seems very likely to have been playing a different role going into that whole thing. He's just another well, the flip I, I, yeah, side of Ray I don't think he's, he's the just, flip side. He, he, I mean, I, he, he, he's on the same team as Ray Epps, I think. And by the yeah, way, he, he the is, other isn't thing he? he's that, be. that I got wind of, and I'm now getting a little more wind of, is that there's a there's a picture of uh, of of QAnon Shaman at January 6th taking a selfie with a Ukrainian Nazi. A known Ukrainian Nazi. I think they imported Ukrainian Nazis Whoa. for the shindig. Because they well, love Ukrainian you can also Nazis. cap this, them when this, they're done doing what regime. you need them to do. Because who cares if you cap you rank Ukrainian Nazis? So you can get them to cause trouble. And then just here's here's a question I like to ask people. Um, <clears throat> you know the the left, the left have been using uh, the dead cops as 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 weapons. Um, so we know that Sicknick supposedly died of natural causes but that night and you go since when does a cop come off duty and then die that seems a little fishy four more committed suicide out of a total of about 200 cops so to the extent that five out of 200 percentage. cops died and I, I know cops i said was there anything about that day that would make people commit suicide and no and well ptsd and i go the cops would say no that was a, a, a an off night in chicago and um, <clears throat> so if there really were five dead cops, then then what the hell's going on, right? So 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 what I'll tell you what bothers me. What bothers me is the garishness of their schemes. So 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 we've been offered this window into the darkness and 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 they're no longer yeah. they who the they are, heaven only knows, they're no longer trying to get away with stuff. They're just they're just throwing it at us and saying we'll let the media clean up the mess, and oh. that bothers me a lot because because them trying to get away with stuff yeah. kind of kept them in check because they go oh we could never pull that off, and now they go we don't care we'll make sure the press just never mentions it. Okay, fire. Can I read you something that 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 that, that is is perfect for this? Somebody posted it on my my Telegram channel. It's from a guy, I, I, have you read this book? Michael A. Hoffman II, Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare. It sounds great. Actually. Sounds like a good book. What he says, the alchemical principle of the revelation of the method has as its chief component 
a clown-like grinning mockery of the victims as a show of power and macabre And that's what you pick arrogance. up out of authoritarianism. When, when this is performed in a veiled manner, accompanied by certain occult signs and symbolic words, and elicits no meaningful response of opposition or resistance from the targets, it is one of the most efficacious techniques of psychological warfare and mind rape. Well, I mean, and, that's and it, isn't it? One that's of the what things that's supposedly is a, an extremely common emotion during the rise of authoritarianism is uh, its confusion. And so if you can get people confounded, then you then you kind of own them at that point. And um, and and that, again, people have to start reading about authoritarianism and totalitarianism and. I have trouble keeping the two different, separate. Authoritarianism is the, the state, and totalitarianism, I think, is more localized. I, I don't know. I have trouble keeping them straight. Who cares? Life sexism. Yeah. Yeah, who tomato, cares? Right? Tomato, tomato. It doesn't matter. Um, does I read Live Not By Lies, which was, um, which was about preserving Catholicism in the Soviet Union, or Christianity, I should say. And it talked about how, what people yeah. did to protect their kids, and that is tell them a lie. And so the kids couldn't go to school and say, oh, my dad says this, and all of a sudden you're in a gulag, right? So, and once you don't tell your kids the truth, then the truth gets lost, right? And, and so, so we're kind of okay. in the truth getting yeah. lost phase. I've now realized I don't know what history is anymore at all. At all. No. Right. It's, it's all made because up. I can see history being created right now. And Cariotti fi finished yeah. his book with a statement about that. He says, you know, there's a sense that in the end that it's all going to come out in the open. He says there's no evidence of that. Well, this is the thing, you know, at the beginning when we were talking, we've got to yes, spend some absolutely. time talking about Ukraine, which you will in a moment. But when, when, we were when I was asking you about chemistry, what I was really asking you was, it seems to me that every branch of academe has been corrupted mm -hmm. to a greater or lesser degree. I mean, mm -hmm. So you've just mentioned history. I don't believe I, I, there are these court historians, the people who get published by the, the publishing industry publishes stuff that they the dark ones, the evil ones want to publish because it's the publishing industry is part of the brainwashing process just like hollywood is just like the music industry which is becoming more overt about its satanism about about sexuality it's 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 corrupt beyond measure now the music industry but history is about right. promoting lies um climate not science is not even a science it's just i think within that discipline there are people doing good science but what they've learned is shut up or you won't get funded. So just just do what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And I've read papers about climate change where the paper says that that there's a problem with the narrative. And then at the end they say, and of course, climate change is a fundamental problem. And I go, your paper just didn't say that. Your data doesn't support that. Same with, it's just like the vaccine where at the end they say, you know, the vaccine killed more people, but it's still effic efficacious, you know? And you go, no, it's not, but you had to say it. You had to say it. You see, I, I think the whole field of virology, immunology could potentially be complete bollocks. Um, have you looked into, I bet, I bet you haven't considered this, um, evolutionary theory. 
Well, it's, it's complicated. Uh, and I have looked into evolutionary theory a lot. And what's really complicated is where, where genetics meets the environment. And so, so, so turning genes on and off and stuff, the nature nurture battle is just so much more complicated than I thought it was. So I thought it was kind of some of the stuff's mm. nature, some's nurture, and it's, it's just so much more complicated than that. Um, so I generally am an evolutionist, right? Um, generally an evolutionist. Yeah. Right. I just think yeah. it's complicated. Uh, I, I accept that, that, that it, it can happen on a sort of micro level. I don't, I don't believe the macro theory at all. My dad, when it when I was growing up, used to breed guppies, and because because guppies have a, a, a yeah, 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 breed, yeah, little you know tiny guppies fish, are yeah. they're they're yeah yeah okay so because they have a a, a a fairly short reproductive cycle, it means that you right. can isolate strains, uh, and mutant strains, and you can create right. new strains of guppies. Right. You can be around. You don't, you don't you know, want to breed praise, elephants to do genetic praise. studies, right? Right. No, no, but you can do it with guppies. And he did. He, he invented these new strains of guppets, which which we which won him lots of prizes around the world. So I believe in micro, but I don't believe in macro. I do not believe that that these that things emerge from the primordial swamp and uh, and, and and crawl onto land and then you, you know all the things we're we're told they did. I think that's a. Uh, but look, I, I mean. It's a journey, isn't it? The the rabbit hole. Yeah, is, I, you, I haven't you, I haven't gone go down to, that rabbit. You'd go down there. I I I I believe no. that life will populate every square inch of the planet, and that it that the mutations allow it to get there. And I, I do believe in natural selection, and I do believe in the idea that what 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 what's interesting though in evolution is the question of whether things evolved optimally and and. Someone recently in a book went through it and pointed out all the things that if you were planning it out in advance, you wouldn't design it that way, right? And and and, and so the idea is that actually right. we 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 evolutionarily can hijack functions that they were not used for. So we've evolved presumably in recent years to be able to read better, because those who couldn't read didn't survive well in a more modern society. And reading's kind of cobbled together brain function. It's it's not something that we primordially developed, and so so we hijack circuitry evolutionarily, and so sometimes it it doesn't it's not optimized it's it's bastardized. I'll tell you what we can probably agree on because this is one of the areas that really um, uh, pissed me off in my researches into the whole ecology, the 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 the, the, the idea that that nature exists in some kind of perfect balance a sort of steady state which was oh the, i never believed of that i never believed howard that. and howard and eugene odom and I, I don't know whether you're aware i've i've become become a, a christian you know a proper like not a cultural christian as i was not not embarrassed church of england but full-on full-on christian i love my psalms and one of my favorites is 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 psalm 8 when it makes it absolutely clear that that god gave man dominion over mm-hmm. over the animal kingdom it's not it's not like no. we are just one no. species among it among, among many that's just just and and you you're you're here priests now sort of trendy vicars really embarrassed about this and they say well what it actually means is i i prefer the translation stewardship over nature it's not like we're we're, we're kind of equal no absolute absolute bollocks and the reason one of the reasons that god um 
did this, uh, apart from the fact that he totally loves hunting and, 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 and wants us to go hunting because it's cool. Um, but one of the things is you only have to look at what a landscape looks like when it is not been... I mean, look at trees, look at, look at a forest when the trees have not been thinned out or, or look, at a, look at a landscape, or look at a garden which has been allowed to go to seed. It just looks a complete mess in no time and all the, you know, the, the weeds take over and it looks really crap that, that actually nature needs us there to do our stuff and make it look optimal, which is well, what we do. Uh, I have a different view on that. That's a, a thermodynamic argument of that. That is that um, it applies to, to, to our perception of nature and it applies to civilization. And that is that, both the uh, the organized nature that you described requires energy. So so the the natural mm -hmm. randomness that you say is just a mess. That's kind of the that that's kind of nature running its random course, and and competing. But it it really does go to maximum disorder in some ways. Um, civilization is absolutely true. So when you build a building, everything is against the thermodynamics of the building entropically. So order order the building doesn't exist without the heat from fossil fuels so heat is what battles disorder and so modern society is exceedingly ordered because we got heat out of the fossil fuels and put it in the system so enthalpy battles entropy entropy is sort of the natural direction where it's trying to go disordered let a city go stop taking care of it it goes to crap let your house go it goes to crap it goes to disorder you keep putting in Enthalpy, energy, the heat from fossil fuels, and that brings in the order. And so your image of nature is the so, image of, of nature which we've brought enthalpy to bear on it. Which may, um, may explain, I'm sure it does explain, why the, the evil ones are so keen to take oh, hold absolutely. of the energy, of, of energy, to control our energy, because as you've suggested it is kind of the key to everything it's it, it, it's our way of of making sense of our environment and our place in the in the environment of controlling it and if we can't do that which is of course what they want us not to be able to do they want us not to, at the moment in, in 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 england for example uh they want to register all our chickens even if we've only got two or three it used to be you used to have more than 50 before you qualified for the attention of the state they don't want us to be self-sufficient they don't want us to heat our own homes they want us to be reliant on these crappy heat That's pump boilers to, so in to, a to, world where the the authorities are garishly unwilling to care about us right that's kind of a way of putting it um yeah then the question is, why have they not garishly said, let's put in nuclear energy? The, the next, we went from, 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 from just living off the land to burning wood, to burning coal, to, right, to, wi to, 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 to windmills and, 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 uh, and hydroelectrics, mm. hydro-powered stuff, to, to electricity and fossil fuels. The, the very next logical point is to go to nuclear and, and we we started and then we've stopped it and i know the claim is there's risk the number of people who've actually died from nuclear accidents is trivial completely trivial and and so so the question oh, is so so I can tell you exactly my why. theory by the way is this i and i wrote this two years ago i said the next move is nuclear but they don't want to have to fight 
Joe Sixpack on this. And so what they're going to do, this I wrote in 2021, what they're going to do is generate an energy crisis so that we beg for it. Just like we begged for a vaccine. So, oh. so the pipelines and all the stuff is to, get us, is to get us to the point where we said, oh, God, I don't want to go through another winter like that. And, you, and then they go, well, you know, we could put a nuclear power plant in if you want. And they go, yes, bring us the power plant. Uh, no, I, no, I, I don't think so. I, I, think, I think the reason they resisted nuclear and, and the reason that they funded the anti-nuclear anti movement is because <laughs> nuclear works. And they don't want us to... They, they, they don't want us to have power that works. They, so they don't want, want us to have abundant power. They want us to have rational power. Subsistence living is what you're saying. We're dying. Yes. We're dying. Yeah. We're dying. But look, I think we should, we should definitely Let's go. Let's do it. I, That's what I wrote about. The, of all the, That's it. Of all the issues, of all the things right now, I mean, even, even those of us who've been... Our, our, our comrades, if you like, who've been completely right about the, about the pandemic, completely right about vaccines. And suddenly on Ukraine, they've got blue and yellow flags in there. I mean, it's surreal. do you find this? So, so I started paying attention to Putin. I went back and looked at my records. As your audience may or may not know, I write one blog a year. I don't know a worse way to market a blog than write one a year. But I write this one blog, and it, it's, it started out as a few pages. It now runs into the 200 to 300-page level. Um, and and it's, it's basically what happened that year. And someone recently said, what are you going to write about this year? I go, how do I know? The year hasn't really started yet. So how would I know? Um, last year, uh, so, so in 2015, I was the first pulse I picked up on Putin in my writings. And I believe that... What triggered it was probably the the Ukraine um, uh, uh, the overthrow of the Ukrainian president and Putin getting involved there. I, I I think that's what what probably triggered it. And what was said to be the most blatant CIA led coup in history, which is a very high bar. So you know, um, so in any case, so Ukraine's yeah. this polluted cesspool of a authoritarian state with nothing but corruption. The CIA has been running around there pumping weapons into a bunch of Nazis, not metaphorical Nazis. We're talking real Nazis, swastikas, Nazis, guys who fought against the, the, the Russians during the World War II, the guy who celebrate Nazism. These are real ones. And that's who the CIA has been funding for a dozen years. And now they're called freedom fighters. And Zelensky is a punk ass bitch. And he, he's, he's doing nothing to, to help Ukraine, in my opinion. He's bought and paid for. And uh, and I think I can make the case that we've been sending weapons to the wrong side. <laughs> that gets me in hot water for some people, but I think there's, I think I think I'm the ready. evidence is that uh, Putin repeatedly tried to tell us, "Look, here is the dotted line you you can't cross." I mean, it's like your wife saying, "Look, that girlfriend of yours, I just can't put up with it." Right? You may want it, but you don't get to have her. It's it's her or me. Make the call. And Putin repeatedly tried to say that, and we just ignored him. We blew him off. And this particular war, I believe NATO wanted to start, wants to perpetuate it, doesn't care if Ukrainians die by the hundreds of thousands, which they are, 
and and then when it serves their purpose, it'll end, and they will the NATO will declare victory in some cockeyed way, or 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 declare defeat and blame Russia even more. I don't know, but it also could be the beginning, and I think seriously could be the beginning of the end of NATO in its current form, because I think that I think Europe should be telling us to go screw ourselves. Uh, well, I mean, especially after your pipeline. president oh. blew up the, um, the, the Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah, and then tried to tell us it was the Russians. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, well, I, I can't. Why would the Russians do that? The, the Russians well, are sort of supplying crazy, Germany right? with... the Putin's crazy model. Yeah. And so I, I urge people, my pin tweet, is, it's my annual write-up. Now, here's what I'll also tell you. Let me do a plug. I never plug anything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna no, to plug, must plug something. It. You must. Which is, so a guy named Bob Moriarty, a, a real old school gold bug, been around for decades. He published my first blog ever under a pseudonym, Thomas. And it was about a page. I mean, it was just nothing. He didn't even know that until I told him that that was my first, first internet writing of any serious kind. And, uh, he took my annual write-up, which turned out to be, as he printed it out, 265 pages. And he created a book and set it up to be published on Amazon. And it's, it's now on Amazon. Now, let me tell your audience, if you're crazy enough to read the book, you're probably crazy enough to buy it, even though it's free on the internet. <laughs> So, 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 so he he put it up there, and and it turns out I must have done, I don't know, twenty five podcasts after it got released, before the book got released. So the, the so there's there's almost no reason to buy the book now because because it's three months in, right? Yeah, spoilers. But it's selling for some reason, and I'm making ten bucks a book. Okay, and, and so I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm so, I don't know why you'd buy it, except some people like books instead of digital. Well, how many uh, have you sold? 75 or something. It, that turns out to be around 2700 bucks well, or something, right? But, but, but if I do it next year, he, and by the way, he went back to 2009 to 12 and, and has already created that one. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> we're, 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 uh, we're talking, here's 22, and and this one is yet to be released. This goes back to the beginning, the first three years. And, right. and if you want to be a collector of an anthology, they're all, apparently they're all coming up. Now, if, but yeah, they're very sexy if, I, uh, if I do it next year, I think I'll, I'll upload it to Peak Prosperity with a slight delay and then put the book out there and somehow alert the audience. But why you buy the book, I don't know, except for he swears a lot of people would rather read a book than online. And no, I think that's true. I'm, I'm old school. I mean, particularly for now, people of a certain generation, print is better. The title is All Roads Lead to Ukraine. So I, this year, I realized and I wrote 70 pages on COVID and left it out. I just cut it out. It, you can see if you read it, you'll say, oh, it's coming as part three or something. And then I just said, screw it. There's so many people battling for the COVID space. And I like to write about stuff yeah, people yeah. are missing. So that I present, I think, a compelling story as to why the Ukrainian narrative is 
dead wrong. Dead wrong. Yeah. I, I think, you're, look, as, as I understand it, the CIA have been in Ukraine since it, the Ukraine since at least 1958, mm -hmm. I, I, I think. that they, they, they supported the... the, the you're right. These guys are real Nazis. There was a color revolution, i.e. a coup in 2014, funded by George Soros and promoted by the... the carried out by the CIA, yada, yada, yada. John McCain and you, Lindsey Graham. I get all that. Right. The whole enchilada. Well, the, all the... Victoria Newland. Oh, bigly. Do, do, do we think... Where are you on Putin? Is he a good guy, a bad guy? Well, or it's just... a simple question because good guy, bad guy has so much meaning. There's no doubt that Putin is a tough guy. I broke a rule. When yeah. I put together a narrative like this, I put together Dave's narrative. So this is my narrative. What I try not to do is read books. The reason is I don't want to give you someone else's narrative. So when I read an article, it is a narrative, yeah. but at least it's a smaller pixel, right? And so I immediately gravitated towards the, oh, wait, 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 this story's not being told correctly. And so I, I found all the different sources, McGregor, uh, Aaron Matei, Tucker Carlson, um, 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 uh, Black, Colonel Black, uh, former state senator, um, various players, about 30 or 40 of them who were writing about Ukraine and picking up the alternative narrative. And I, what I brought to the story, I think, was I pulled them all together into a one story. They were each telling their story, but it was not being brought together. So, so I wrote this when it was not cool to oppose Ukraine at all. And if you, if you oppose Ukraine and you supported Putin, you are a douchebag. And now you're start, now the world's starting to go, wait a minute, this Zelensky guy is really looking like a punk-ass bitch here, right? He's really looking like a, a bad guy. And, and so now all of a sudden you're going, oh, maybe I got this one wrong. Well, I got it. I wrote that before that was being said. Although you, you say that, Dave, you say that. I, only yesterday I looked into my wife's newspaper. I don't read the newspapers at all, but wife, wife out of habit gets a, gets a newspaper. And there was an, an op-ed by a guy I used to be friendly with, and he was saying one thing we can agree on, that, that, that Ukraine is not like the, the Iraq war which divided us. This is an issue that's just, everyone that's just is wrong. united that's on. That's just wrong. I, I do, I, uh, now, I don't know the percentage yeah. because we'll never get a good read, but I, I'm telling you, my Twitter feed, if I do a poll... Well, that's a self-selecting audience. Once it starts page, getting retweeted, it gets outside the containment field. So if you get a big enough sample size, enough retweet, yeah. you are no longer staying within the narrow group. And sometimes I'll put out a poll where if I only have a binary question, I'll say, do you lean left or right? So I get a double read on the left wing and the, I get a read on the left wing's answers and the right wing's answers. You only get four, four Twitter poll answers. And, uh, which invariably generates someone, a bunch of people saying, well, I don't lean left or, lean left or right. And I go, get a therapist. Yes, you do. And, uh, and uh, I, my, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I think there's two worlds. And one is the world of people who read social media. And then the other is the people yeah. who just get newspapers and watch TV and listen to whoever. And, and the, I, I don't think they're even, the Venn diagram is almost non-overlapped.
Yes, and, I think and then right. the question is, who's true. nuts, right? The, we think they're nuts, and they think we're nuts. So, where are you? My, my big worry at the moment is that obviously the, the the Russians are about to crush the. They are what, crushing them in, the a, in a army, very big way. To be, yes. It's upsetting because you think about these kids being rounded up in car parks and, and you know, these old men who, who never thought they'd have to go to war. Uh, I mean, they're getting really desperate, aren't they? The, yes, yeah, the, like Hitler the, Youth, right? Regime when 14-year-olds are being armed to go, to go to battle, you got a problem, right? Yeah. And, and this is blood yep. on Biden's yep. hand, blood's on Boris yep. Johnson's, all these mm -hmm. people who are pushing this awful, awful conflict. So, so we can see that the Russians are about to do what anyone who, who's got any understanding of the war knows they've been going to do for from you know could have predicted months ago which is they're going to crush the ukrainian army but you've got the poles who are hungry for for war they want to reclaim ancestral territory around lviv mm -hmm. i think um the, the, the i mean the poles are going to move in aren't they, they are, it's going to become a give them the go-ahead right well, well, it's not we, Guys, is it? It's not US. you and me. It's going to be the, the, the most corrupt. So, so yeah. Yeah, the tip-off for me of Ukraine, by the way, the first hint was uh, the news was showing the war. And even Twitter was showing a war. And I'm looking at going, this is not a war. This is not Saving Private Ryan scene one. This is not, this is not, um, this is not, day one of the Iraq war, watching Baghdad get lit up like there's no tomorrow. This, this is, you know, Russians moving in, talking to the populace. And, and I think the, the case is easily made that Putin thought he could bring in the troops, get Zelensky to the negotiating table fast, and not cause civilian yeah. casualties, not cause Russian casualties, and not destroy Ukraine. And what he underestimated, apparently, was NATO's resolve to cause holy hell. So I blame NATO 100%. I'm 100% I, I, anti-NATO in this war. I, I was strongly anti-NATO, but NATO has pushed this war. And so then what happens is all of a sudden, you know, they blow up the pipeline. They blow up the Kerch Bridge. And all of a sudden, Putin says, shit. So then he started taking out critical energy hubs to make Ukraine a pretty miserable place to live in. But I think it was potentially not very expensive to rebuild. So he wasn't blowing up refineries. He's blowing up critical connection points and things like that. He also, I think his absolute goal, let's use the harshest of terms, was to exterminate the Nazis. And so I think uh, Ritter said this the best, that Putin, he actually predicted it, predict, um, that Putin would fake into the cities, the Ukrainian defenses would pull back to defend the major cities, and then Putin would do an end run and head for where the military guys, the, 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 the neo-Nazis, the, not the neo-Nazis, the Nazi Nazis, were hanging out. And that's why it was so bloody in Mariupol, because that was the, that was the home base of, of, the neo, of the Nazis. So he got them in the Azov style, and then and I, I'm pretty sure those guys all died. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me very much of of what you read about the the Eastern mm -hmm. Front in the Second World War, where you've got the NKVD um, behind the behind the troops, 
waiting to machine gun them if ever they show any signs. Of, you know, every, every unit's got a got a commissar attached. Well, in the old days, they used to have the police. wives of the soldiers behind the soldiers with weapons. So if some guy came running, they plugged them. So you know, this is this, this has been a problem since the dawn of 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 war. Um, so I think Putin thought he could he could resolve this NATO issue fairly painlessly. And NATO said, oh, no, you yeah. don't. So, which, which, which leads to the question, what do you think the, the NATO's game plan is? What are they trying to achieve? Why, are they so, why do they so want to destroy well, Russia? Well, there's a combination of things. One is, uh, and some of these are, I worry, I'm, there's layers of the onion, and I could be 28 layers away from truth, right? One of the theories mm -hmm. I have is that well, one is I think there's a bunch of cold warriors who simply have not accepted the fact that the Soviet Union is gone and that no one in Russia really wants to regenerate the Soviet Union. It was a failed experiment. They know it. Putin knows it, right? Yeah. And he might want to reassemble some countries, but not as the Soviet Union. He might want to get some, some, some control of some regions back. It's conceivable. I don't even see evidence of that, really. I see him trying to get control of regions for military tactical purposes, right? So you got to control Crimea or whatever. But um, he doesn't want to send Russians back in body bags either. What he also, no one ever mentions the fact that the Ukrainians were slaughtering Ukrainians at the start of the war. Putin rolled into Ukraine to stop ethnic Russians from getting slaughtered. And, and that yeah. story never gets told. Sure. And it, it, t tens of thousands of ethnic Russians had already been slaughtered by these, these Azov yeah. Italian guys who were sort of like a Mexican drug cartel. Not big numbers, but, but brutal. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're, yeah, they're like the yeah, ISIS exactly. of, of the East. Of the so I, I look at Putin and I go, I, I can't fault him for what he did. I just, I, I just, I think what he did was a completely rational move. Do you, do you ever try this out on your I don't undergraduates? Teach undergrads for this reason, they won't let me near him. No, I, I, I I'll, I'll talk to someone who will listen. But, but again, it's back to the, yeah. my colleagues. I'm about to retire, so I have time. I'm transitioning, but. Um, my colleagues are busy. Chemists work very, very hard. Academic chemists, they put in long hours and, you know, it's not a five-day, eight-hour workday. This is the, the image of academia being a bunch of lazy guys with patches on their arm just sitting around drinking coffee is just false, just complete. These guys are, you know, 12, 14-hour day guys at 50 years old. They're banging it out. And so they're but, busy. Okay. They're busy. So at, at, but at high table or whatever it's, you know, whenever you congregate. I don't talk about, I don't <laughs> talk about this stuff. Go to your and they, and nor will they bring it up. One time my wife, we had friends over who were super liberal. One of them I can talk to, one of them I can't. Um, my wife brought up the vaccine three times. And every time I said, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. And finally we went there and I lost my shit. <laughs> and I, and 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 she was surprised. I said, I kept telling you, don't go there. And you kept going there. So, no, uh, it's not productive. My colleagues my colleagues think I'm nuts. One of them referred to the, the, the clowns that I hang out with. Right? And I said, you know, I know for a fact that my 2021 write-up was read by the former Secretary of the Treasury. 
I know for a fact that my 2020 write-up was at least being discussed to be uploaded into the congressional record for COVID. So uh, these clowns you're talking about, you know, I've I've been on Zoom calls with Bobby Kennedy and Scott Atlas, and you know, these are not the cl- these are not clowns, right? These are, but but no. they they think I'm just hanging around with a bunch of loonies who are you know <laughs> who, who don't who who think everything's fake, which unfortunately it's now true, um, but it didn't used to be true. Well. Well, what isn't fake? Uh, you know, I would have said the moon landing, but I've read about that. <laughs> it's always bothered me that the flag waved Lol. the whole time. And, I, and and then I read an article that went through all the parts about the moon landing that are problematic. And I'm going, I want, I want to believe it. Yeah. I really do want to believe it. <clears throat> but the flag waving without atmosphere has always bothered me. <laughs> but have you seen? I, I pre- the, Here's what the, I'll bet. The world is round. The world is spherical. I don't think the flat earthers ever right. Uh, I might oh take you God. up on that bet. Here's um, the pro- no, 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 no. Here's yeah, the yeah, yeah. I can't win. You'll either waste my time or you'll convince me and ruin my life. <laughs> it's not your. No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It, it, I'll take you to oh, a happy yeah, place. Happy place. Everything. <laughs> Everything is a lie. <laughs> Apart from. Chemistry. Well, chemistry no, yeah, no, it, it's a lie too. I've spent my career debunking <laughs> chemistry. So, um, where where yeah. science gets into yeah. trouble is when it meets politics. So, generally, science is not. Although, for example, if I apply for a grant from the Department of Energy, I I'm I don't do I'm not I don't get money from there. But I'm told you know three pages on why I'm inclusive. So, so there's, there's, there's a lot of, that's so important. It's so important. Yeah. So I had to fill out a Dean's report this year. We're supposed to fill out a section on what we're doing to be inclusive. And I wrote, I don't discriminate against anyone based on race, creed or color. And then there was another section that said, uh, said, uh, what do you do? What do you do that supports Cornell's values? And I said, well, when you guys, when I got canceled and you guys threw me under the bus, you made it pretty clear that what I say does not support Cornell values. So I'm just going to plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> Good yeah. answer. Um, yeah, but doesn't doesn't chemistry isn't it intrinsically um, uh, biased and, and unfair because like it favors certain elements. I mean, isn't hydrogen kind of well here's here's a funny story um i'm an organolithium chemist that turns out it's really complicated and i liked it and that was what i was talking about people would ask me about sodium and it turns out sodium is oh the footprint of sodium in chemistry is tiny compared to the footprint of lithium and part of it's i i didn't quite know why but uh but I also didn't know how to study it. There's technical reasons why sodium is different than the lithium for studying. And, and then I, I figured out how to solve those problems. So I started studying organosodium chemistry. And I thought it was going to be a mess. I thought I was going to find out there were problems like the, everything was insoluble or everything was too unstable or something was wrong. And it's working perfectly. And I, I sit there and go, sodium has been around for, I don't know, 4.5 billion years. And somehow this element in the periodic table just no one touched. And I mean, it was just organic chemists simply left it alone. 
and and I I don't know why. I thought it must be because when we got into it, it would be a mess. And you go, well, that's why the empiricists tried it. It didn't work very well, and they moved on. But that's just not the case. So I'm about to a rage that I developed last year is about to be commercialized by Alba Marley. I'm not getting a penny, unlike my book where I'm making ten dollars a book. <laughs> um, but but Alba yeah, Marley's going to commercialize this thing because it's really good. And and I'm I'm shocked that literally chemists ignored this this very important element, organic chemists. Well, it's not because well, it's, it's boring. Boring. That's the nothing happens. It's not. It's really reactive. And organic chemists like reactivity because that's how you form bonds and stuff. So it, it's I, I, in 10 years of organosodium chemistry is alive and well, I'm taking full credit. Oh, well, well done. Well, I'm glad you I cornered that market. market. The market. It's a little tiny market. It's just, and I can well give done. you an example. There's a lithium reagent. This is one of the most prominent reagents in all of organic chemistry. If, if I ask people, how many times a day does someone use this reagent? Per day. And they think about it, they go, oh, thousands. The corresponding sodium reagent and the lithium and sodium right next to each other. The exact same reagent for sodium, which has been around since 1959, there were seven papers total with that in it anywhere. So how do you take the lithium version at thousands per day and the sodium at seven times in a half a century? And it turns out we made it. We solved some minor technical issues and it works beautifully. And you go, how did it get left alone? Well, I think you've just, you've saved sodium from 4. years, decades of discrimination. Years. <laughs> of, of, yeah. Well, you, you, I mean, that's what you should have said in your reply. I mean, what have I done for Cornell's values? I and hate I... discrimination. I have combated <laughs> in my field. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I, by the way, am part of Big Pharma too. So, so in this field where a lot of people thought I would destroy my career, this was considered to be kind of a killing field. The complexity, I think people said, you're going to get slaughtered and no one's going to care and whatever. Um, pharma discovered the importance of what we do. And so, so I was finding, for example, when I get invited to talk, it was about... 80% pharma, 10%, 20% academia. And, and the pharma guys were picking up on it because they make things. And so we've, we've made some of the pharma companies some pretty big money by finding ways to make things that they didn't know how to make. And so, so right. I've, I've earned my keep. Well, I've earned my so keep. why aren't you benefiting personally well, from this? Career-wise, yeah, I, you know, I get credit. Well, ego. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. But you could think about how uh, much gold I'm actually you doing buy. okay for myself, and so I don't need more money. I mean, I'm I'm happy to get it. It's a way of okay, keeping score. Enough. But, but I, I, you know, I, you know, if I had patented this thing that they're about to sell, maybe I would have gotten rich. I don't know. But patents tend to block use. Also, if there's a patent, people say, "Well, I don't want to use it then because it complicates the story." Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Um, Dave, we we, we, we could. As, as we've discovered, we can just chat shit for a fair of us. That's great. So, so we'll do another podcast sometime. Um, uh, Absolutely. Uh, if, you, if you're up for it. Where, where can people find you and where can people buy your best-selling book? Okay, so the book in Ukraine? Ukraine is, if you go to Amazon, it's, uh, it's David Colum. And you just, if you search that, there's not a lot of choices. And it's called uh, 2022 Year in Review. Uh, 
again, 2009 to 12 are coming up as soon as we hit the 300 bookmark, maybe we'll release the next one. Um, and, uh, and, and, and you can also find the free version in my pinned tweet. Um, and, and that's at, at Twitter. That's at, uh, David B column. And, uh, and and I'm a bit of a Twitter hound like you, and uh, and uh, yeah. Oh Even yeah, absolutely. But it's fun. So I, I. You know what? You know, I was thinking, Dave. The other thing you should have said is, I am the only out anti-Nazi professor at this. You know, I, I really right. am genuinely yeah. anti-Nazi. That, that would be said. good. I'm the only oh, oh, yeah. uh, overtly yeah. anti-Nazi professor. Yeah, I imagine you couldn't find many people on this campus who would side with Putin. That that would, in fact, they're hard no. to find. They're hard so they're to the, find. Now, the there's people who now know Zelensky's a punk, but you won't get people saying that actually Putin's in the right on this one. You won't find that. I'm I'm I do not care. Someone no, wants no. to debate me, come at me. I'm I'm fine. The first thing I'll do is send you the 42 pages no. I wrote on it. And you can read it, and and you can decide a, whether or not. Right. By the way, it's more than that because I've got sections in the first part which is not explicitly Ukraine, where you could. Nina, remember Nina Jankowitz? Nina Jankowitz. She was that daffy oh, chick who got put in charge of the Ministry of Truth, which is like the Department of Disinformation, which is very Orwellian sounding. And she was singing show tunes and stuff, and she's a total douchebag. And she um. She turns out after singing too many show tunes to be pulled down and stepped down from the position of Minister of Truth, who was very quietly replaced with Michael Chernoff, the former head of the NSA. And I'm going, holy shit, she was a distraction. This is your model. She was a distraction. So I can get Chernoff and yeah, we're yeah. all exhausted fighting Nina Jankowitz. And next thing you know, this total neocon gets put in the position. Well, it turns out Nina Jankowitz yeah. Her previous gig was running around Ukraine doing psyop shit. You see, that's the thing. They, they are the the conspiracy, the the psyop. And, and runs I got so this deep. from Newsweek. A guy named Arkin, William Arkin, I think. And he said, if you dug it all into Nina Jankowicz, you would have found all this crap. And he did a beautiful job of laying out what Whoa. a book. And, and oh, let's, let's go to Christia Freeland, you know, the trucker stopper. Right? Christia Freeland stepping on the truckers. What yeah. a horrific story that was, right? The truckers were the, my, I did a Twitter yeah. poll, 97% supported the truckers. And they stepped on them like bugs. Yeah. It turns out that Christia mm -hmm. Freeland, the number two in command behind the dildo Trudeau, is also in line to become secretary of NATO, who also has Ukrainian roots, Ukrainian Nazi roots, and spent time running around Ukraine doing journalism. So all roads lead yeah. to Ukraine. And you got QAnon Shaman with his Ukrainian buddies at January 6th. And you got uh, Zelensky's patron in ukraine one of the ukrainian oligarchs don't make me pronounce his name he's ceo burisma where have i heard that name before burisma who's oh yeah hunter biden <laughs> right. yeah i have to say dave your book is, it all is roads well to ukraine yeah you're, you're making a yeah, good case and, and and how many bioweapons labs are in ukraine 46 admitted by the pentagon have you seen 
the that picture of Zelensky uh, at the gay parade in New York in the nineteen. No, especially nineties. It must be. Send it to me if you can find it that easily. One? No. If I find it, it, it crops up now and again. You know, he's wearing, well, he's yeah, bare chested and he's wearing kind some thong or something. Then, yeah. And it's just and, like. And he's, now he's got the hot wife. Be, and, you know, whatever. But but the, this is going back to. I, I mentioned that. Oh, I, and then I, FTX, I kind of got right? Red by FTX the, was wandering money through Ukraine. FTX, yeah. Right back to the DNC from the government, the United States government. Through Ukraine, using FTX uh, to get back to the the DNC. FTX funded the the clinical trial showing ivermectin doesn't work. It's just it's just nonstop. So the Ukrainian bioweapons labs. What do you get out of having a Ukrainian bioweapons lab besides being offshore? Well, what you get is a country that has enough infrastructure. To be able to support a sophisticated lab. So it can't be a Nigeria or something, right? You need more, better infrastructure. But also has enough losers where you can do your bioweapons experiments on people. Because you can't do bioweapons mm. studies on lab rats. So if you read Poisoner in Chief, I think by Kinzer, I think it might be by Kinzer. Um, he does a lot of books like that. Poisoner in Chief talks about the CIA's, you know, medical experiments, particularly the MK Ultra program, which I thought was maybe conspiracy theory only. I love I'm a conspiracy theorist. You're a conspiracy theorist. We 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 spend our lives looking at the conspiracies saying what's the story. And and someone someone accuses me of being a conspiracy true. theorist. I say, yeah, what's your fucking problem? Right? You're an idiot. If you don't think men and women of wealth and power conspire, you're a total idiot. And, and so, um, yeah. And, and so, um, I'm lost now. I'm just ranting. You're just getting the tail end rantathon. Yeah. Uh, Ukraine is a huge story, huge story, and it and it's all bad. Yeah. Well, I think to be continued, um, Dave. I, I I I sort of I made the mistake perhaps of of trying to cover too many bases. Where we we could have just ranted well, for. I can. England, I have this on. habit of dragging us in every imaginable direction too. So the best podcasters are the ones oh, who somehow yeah. can corral me. But the, uh, you did a fine job. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> the problem is, I, I, well, I, I like you and I. You said that well, in so advance. You said really... the biggest problem is you and I are going to agree on everything, and that's absolutely true. You're yeah, a little, well, um, a little darker than me on some of the sort of the deep motivations, like. I'm still unclear on the population control theory. I, I get it, right? No, you're frankly yeah, gay on gay some on issues, some Dave. Uh, I I'm just tranny. I don't know. Um, I, 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 I get. I, I get to. I can help. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I appreciate the theory, and I certainly wouldn't bet my life is not true. I mean, I, you know, Gates's father was a was a was a eugenicist, and eugenics was a huge topic in the turn of the century and stuff like yeah. that and, you know lobotomies were oh we haven't even got gone to exactly that's for the next one holy holy well, crap. Yeah, I mean, that a big one you 
child oh, child trafficking, trafficking yes, in Ukraine. And Epstein and oh, by the way, all you know, we hear about how chronic child trafficking is, and we never discover the people receiving the kids. We never. They're not selling no. these kids to people in trailer parks. These kids are expensive, and so these are going yeah. to. And the drug right. is even more so expensive. The, so the child trafficking story. So I believe there actually is a big pedophile, global pedophile. Pizzagate has truth in it. I just don't know where you find it. I, I don't know what's nonsense and what's truth, but I, I'm convinced that there is a, a a large network of pedophiles who are who are all working together. Dave Collum did not kill himself. You just froze up. Oh, sorry. At the key moment, I said Dave Collins yeah, did exactly. not kill himself. If I kill myself, yeah, I didn't do it, right? This is this is like uh, McAfee, right? If I kill myself, it's not me. I'm not Epstein. I'm not McAfee. I'm not. No, you need, you need I, a dead man's, Hillary, a dead man's right? switch. I, I, I'm not one of the 160-odd people who mysteriously die from, from knowing Hillary. She's no, a good woman. She's a yes. good woman. Hillary, I'm I'm going to vote for you if you're she's wrong, a good woman. right? And and and, uh, and yeah, and you can't replicate my handwriting in the uh, in the in the the suicide note either. So for so give it up. They'd never get my style. Exactly. They'd, they'd completely exactly. screw up. And, and I'd embed some information in there. It would tell them. But then, of course, then we'd end up with the but so what. So Twitter will talk about well, that's it. Not Even if you put, you know, it'll be so what, right? Yeah, even if you put sort of a like like on the side, sort of Hillary did this. You can tattoo this. it on your ass. And we'll go, so well, what? yeah, well, obviously, right? It just, yeah. it, you know, Hillary did this, and it, it, it just wouldn't matter. It's like, yes, but what did Kanye say? No, today, it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, we have our equivalents. Yeah, uh, Dave, it's been great talking to you. Um, where can people people find your stuff? Well, apart so from my, your my year reviews at Peak Prosperity. Or the book, <laughs> and and David B. Column on yeah. Twitter, and otherwise, there's just nothing. I, it's just I'm I'm a faceless, nameless person. Okay, okay. right. And um, and and if people want to come and learn about chemistry, they can just rock oh, on oh, up to the Cornell yeah. campus. There's no chemistry. Say, my my Twitter Tell me about has sodium. No chemistry. Once in a blue moon, I I posted something on my website that was useful, and and I. I post and I tweeted it, and the chemists all jumped and said, "Thank you very much. We really appreciate that." Um, something really useful on the website, and all of a sudden, the chemists showed up in number. I go, "Oh, well, apparently they are listening." Um, yeah, but uh, well, that's good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Well. Um. Yeah. Well. Let, let, let's let's do another one. Um. Um. Soon. I hope. Um. Uh. Let me just remind my beloved viewers and listeners. I really appreciate your support on on Patreon, on Locals, on Subscribestar, on Substack. You can buy me a coffee. Um. Otherwise, the enemy will win. So you must give me money to make me happy and to support me in my work. And um, check out some of the uh some of the stuff that I was uh advertising at the beginning it's i mean it's, it's it's genuinely good hunter and gather i i absolutely love it I, and i have a real problem eating shit mayonnaise now with seedors i mean you you can't you just poison I'm yourself so all, yeah, go for it oh uh, thanks again dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you were offering a 10 percent discount whereas hunter and gather are oh. right i'll see, I'll see you then great. dave